You're listening to the Red Moon Radio Podcast, episode number two. Today we're talking to Stephen Evans, the prolific musician behind the band ZX Plus. Red Moon Radio is a weekly podcast dedicated to garage and psychedelic rock, as well as good old-fashioned rock and roll. We bring you the best new music, introducing you to your new favorites, along with interviews with bands to watch. Red Moon Radio is produced every Monday and is available on Podomatic at redmoonradio.podomatic.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at redmoonradio1, on Facebook at facebook.com slash redmoonradio, or get in touch by email at redmoonradio2015 at gmail.com. Links are available in the show notes on our Podomatic page. Come back often and add us to your favorites. Now, let's get on with the show. Hi again, everyone. Aaron here. Welcome to the Red Moon Radio Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for joining us. This episode promises to be another great one, and I'm sure you'll agree. While you're here, be sure to check out last week's inaugural episode with Robbie Fisher. Now let's get on to this week's episode. As I mentioned off the top, today we're speaking with the talented Stephen Evans, the musical mastermind behind the band ZX Plus. Before we get into the interview, here's the opening track off his new album, Don't Drink the Water, a song called The Crazies. It's sure to whet your appetite for more. Fast. 
Stephen's most recent album under the moniker ZX Plus, the excellent Don't Drink the Water, was released in August this year and has been getting great reviews all over the internet. And for good reason. He blends fantastic songwriting and a classic sound into an irresistible audio package. I caught up with Stephen via Skype at home in Manchester, England last week to talk to him about the ZX Plus project, his love of horror movies, the Manchester scene, and his record label, Play and Record Records. Hi Stephen, welcome to Red Moon Radio. So glad to have you with us. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for interviewing me, Aaron. Looking forward to it. For listeners that aren't familiar with you and your latest project, ZX Plus, can you tell us a little bit about your music? Well, I've been, I've been in a lot of different bands over the years. I was in a band called Planets uh, for about five years. Uh, whilst I was in the Planets, I was recording a lot of songs and um, too many songs for the Planets, so I decided to do a little uh, side project called ZX Plus. That was like five years ago, and I just put up a something for people to download, my friends download, and uh, that was like compiled out of demos and unwanted songs and uh, a couple of songs actually uh, of the Planet EPs that we did. And then I left that band to join uh, Twisted Wheel, and uh, whilst I was in that band, there's quite a lot of downtime, so, uh, well, I was recording demos for that band as well, uh, which didn't get used, which ended up on the second el- the second album which was physically released on vinyl and then yeah this this uh last thing uh, i actually you know went all in with it and tried to make a good album and started piecing bits together um so it's uh it's the, the idea behind zx plus is um just the love of writing songs and, and recording really what does zx plus refer to well as I say, once I did it, and once I started this uh, little project up, it, it wasn't for anyone besides from myself and a few friends that liked my music. And uh, so, uh, a, lot, a lot of the songs that I write reference memories in my childhood and things like that. And uh, the ZX Plus was uh, the first computer, uh, Sinclair ZX Plus uh, by um, yeah Sinclair. That was the first computer I ever owned. So it was just a bit of a jokey name for a band really but uh, I've stuck with it <laughs> so it was actually named after a computer system <laughs> you mentioned that you were in a couple of other bands yeah how did those previous experiences prepare you and contribute to your experience with ZX plus uh, the planets I was with those guys for like five years and um, we didn't really have any major success. We got a song on a PlayStation 3 game. Um, that was about as far as we went, really. But what, what I did learn while I was with those uh, guys was how to write, you know, because I was writing all the time. And I, I really, you know, uh, become very passionate about writing. And we were all uh, studying uh, sound engineering as well. So um, we all like, you know, we, we all wanted to record as much as possible. And uh, so that that's definitely, definitely prepared me. Also, um, yeah, we did a lot of recording in that band. But then Twisted Wheel, um, Twisted Wheel are, are a relatively successful band, especially in the UK. Um, but, um, you know, that, that was a nice experience for me because, you know, I got to play in front of a lot of people and uh, sort of cross that off my list. Every musician wants to play in front of big crowds and that. And then uh, after that, I did some sessioning uh, with Owen from Twisted Wheel, and called Southern, but I left that because I didn't like it. And then I was with uh, my ex-partner, and we had a band together called Mary Joanna, 
you know, that, that was a great experience as well, really, because we had access to a dad's studio, which meant that I could, like, sort of record stuff on expensive equipment uh, rather than uh, the budget stuff that I'm usually using. So uh, all of it really contributes. You know, it's all, it's all a learning curve, you know, and just try and get better and better. Mm-hmm. That kind of brings us to the recording and the production of your latest album with ZX Plus, Don't Drink the Water. Yeah. There's definitely a 70s feel to it. What can you tell us about that production and the recording process? Uh, recording process, well, I've always liked the idea of recording on um, budget equipment to try and get the best out of it and to try and challenge myself to see um, what comes of it. I think sometimes you can get better results doing it that way than you can if you're in a big studio uh, because you have to, you're forced into doing things that you normally wouldn't have to. So with this album, I, I continued to, to do that and... Um, I recorded my friend Mark Coop. We recorded the drums in like uh, four sessions with Mark playing on them uh, in his bedroom. So uh, you know, we had like a load of mic stands set up in his bedroom. He couldn't even swing a cat in there. But, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we that's that's how we started. I was just trying out my. I just bought a location kit as well, so I could, it's the first time I was able to do something like that. You know, rather than have someone you know set up a drum kit in the front room. Yeah, I just like to keep myself busy. There was a load of uh, songs I'd not recorded. I, I wasn't, wasn't in a band at the time, so I had a lot of time on my hands. And, um, so, yeah, we just went for it. And Yeah, I think the sound of that album really is, uh, it's, it's, it, as you say, it is a very 70s sound. And um, um, the production, I did go, uh, I quite like psychedelic music myself, so a lot of the production is kind of favoured towards 70s psychedelia, like Pink Floyd and King. King Crimson and that kind of thing. Well, I know King Crimson is more proggy, but, you know, I, I quite like the sound. Yeah, and everything else, everything on that album, in fact, so guitar-wise, was recorded through a tiny little, um, I think it's 5-watt, a tiny little uh, Yamaha 5-watt amplifier that I uh, got second-hand for £5 uh, off a car loop there. And, uh, but just, you know, with a load of pedals and stuff, pedals were way more than the amplifier, but... Uh, yeah, and that was recorded. Oh, oh, the rest of it I recorded in uh, it's the tiniest room you've ever seen, and uh, all the vocals are done there, and uh, and bass as well. Um, in fact, I recorded some of the bass through that amp as well, but DI'd most of it. But yeah, uh, mixing wise, just referencing other music and trying to get a nice balance with the sound using what I've got. But I was quite happy with how it sounded in the end. You released the album. It's called Don't Drink the Water in August. It's referring to the crazies from George Romero, the film? Yeah. What was it about the film that influenced you or that ignited your creativity in that respect? Uh, when I was in the planets, um, I was getting a bit tired of writing uh, the same old kind of, you know, you know love songs, all why the world's so bad and that kind of thing, you know, typical kind of. So I decided to write a song about the film Evil Dad just, just for a joke, really, and uh, I, I showed it to the guys, and um, not thinking that they'd, you know, want to do it or anything like that, but they really liked it. So uh, it's from that point, really. Um, if they had a struggle for uh, thinking about something to write about, then I'll just watch a film and write a song about a film, or one that I like at least, one that's inspired me. Um, and I, I quite like B movies, and you know, I like the story behind them, how they struggle to to get the money for the film and that kind of thing. And uh, so yeah, it's. Just because I really like films, really. It's, uh, it's, I don't think it's uh, one of George Romero's best films, but it was one that I'd watched at the time, so I thought I'd write a song about it. 
And you also, there's other references on the album too, not just the Romero. Yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit about some of those? Yeah. <clears throat> well, the second song is called Kurtz, which is uh, about uh, Colonel Kurtz in um, Apocalypse Now. Uh, it's, it's based on his speech at the end of the film, uh, where where he's just, you know, the war has just got the better of him, and uh, he's just he's, he's babbling, really. And, um, he's, you know, he, he seems to... The, the gap between uh, good and bad doesn't seem to exist in his mind anymore, and uh, it's just all blended into one. And uh, I, I thought it was very haunting speech they gave at the end of the film and, and so I decided to try and make that into a song. There's also a song called Pet Cemetery. Yeah, Pet Cemetery. That's I was reading the book Pet Cemetery and um that's just a, an actual chapter in the book where the cat gets run over and take it to the pet cemetery. Just thought I'd try writing a song about that and try and make it a bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Raven as well. Oh the Raven, yeah. So Edgar Allan Poe poem. Just uh, really like that poem and uh I was listening. I was listening to it at the time. But it, my, the idea when I first started writing that song was to try and do like make it sound like a western, but it, it didn't come across like that at all. Just, but uh, yeah, I quite like that one actually. It's one of my favourite ones to read, and that was one the first one I actually recorded for the album. Let's check out those songs right now. Here's Kurtz, Pet Cemetery, and The Raven from Don't Drink the Water by ZX Plus. <laughs> Broken neck, 
you've mentioned that you really enjoy the songwriting process and it's something that you've practiced over time. How would you characterize your songwriting? Well, it's always very tough. Songwriters who uh, kind of put themselves in, in like a category. Uh, I think um, in my music, a lot of different uh, influences come out, I'd say. I'm not trying to sound specifically like anything. I mean, the production, I, I quite like 70s production, so, you know, I did try making it a bit like that. But songwriting-wise, I don't know, I just write what I like, and I think uh, a lot of different influences probably come out of that, but I'm, I don't really know how to categorize my own music, really. Definitely the critical response to Don't Drink the Water has been really favorable, and there's been about a million comparisons made with what seems like every major artist of the 20th century. <laughs> I was surprised at the wide array, but really, I think all of them were spot on. How do you reference all of these kinds of songwriters and, and different musical styles, but still keep that style of your own, because you definitely have your own style? I don't know. Uh, I think some of the songs on um, the Don't Drink the Water album, you know, there's quite a few different styles, really. I think, you know, like some of the instrumental ones are a bit folky. Uh, I like Nick Drake, Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, that kind of thing. I think some are a bit punky, like the uh, Modern Rubble one. Uh, there, was a, there was a few more punky ones, actually, but they didn't really sit on the album, so I left them out. Um, what else? And, and some are just like, I, I don't know, like poppy and... I really like... Um, I, I like uh, quite a variety of different music, so I just think that it just comes out, you know, when you're writing a song, you might have this bit that might sound a bit like that style of music, or I don't I don't try and write specifically to any style of music. I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's done too much, I think. On Don't Drink the Water, you played most of the instruments, so guitars, drums, vocals... Uh, well, Mark played drums for the majority of the album. I played drums for about four of the songs, I think... Uh, Played drums on uh, Something Real, the song Don't Drink the Water, um, what else? Uh, the Mud and Rubble song, uh, there's possibly another one as well, I can't remember. But I, re I recorded yeah, bass guitars and vocal. Uh, my ex-partner did backing vocals as well, uh, Mary Coogan, um, uh, on The Crazies and uh, The Desert, and on Something Real as well. But yeah, I did the rest. Let's listen to Something Real from the album Don't Drink the Water.
Are you playing any live shows with this material? And uh, if you are, what's what's your lineup for that? Well, there's never in, any intention to do any live shows. I've, I've toyed with the idea about getting a band together, but because I've done it all myself, you know, I, I, I'm in a few different bands at the minute as well, so it's having the time as well. But some a few people have approached me recently asking me to do some music for some gigs they're putting on. Um, one, I'm going to do one actually, but it's just going to be an acoustic. I'm just going to play with my acoustic. Um, that's in Salford. Uh, I think it's on the 28th of October. I can't remember the venue. So that's going to be the first ever ZX Plus gig. Wow. In five years. Good luck with that. Thank you. In addition to Don't Drink the Water, you've also released a couple of other full albums this year under the titles The Crazies, CD1 and CD2, mm-hmm. and both feature the song The Crazies, as well as a whole bunch of songs that don't appear on Don't Drink the Water. Can you tell us a little bit about those releases and what was the impetus for them? Yeah, well, I've done some um, covers of different, like, like uh, there's this record label called Fruit Demer Records, um, and uh, they specialize in psychedelic covers of different people's songs and uh, so they asked me to do a few songs I did uh, Jug Band Blues by um, Pink Floyd and I did She's a Rainbow by the Rolling Stones and there's going to be another one of those but that's not released yet but um, they, they put these annual shows on uh, like two shows a year like with all their artists and they, they include um, gift bags with different compilations from different people you know you have to pay for them kind of thing and uh, so he asked me to do a different CD for each of the shows. The CDs, both of those include a song off the first album that I did in 2010, a song off the uh, second album, Sickly, and a song off Don't Drink the Water. Uh, they both include a cover from the Fruit Demer Sessions. Uh, and then the rest of them are tracks that haven't been released in anything before. And a lot of those tracks are songs that I recorded for Don't Drink the Water, but they didn't fit on the album. Or when I recorded them, I wasn't as happy with them, or the production went up to scratch. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there was, I think, there was only about 300 of each of those printed, uh, but I still got a few left. And where can people find them if they're interested? Yeah, well, they're on Bandcamp as a download, but um, I think I've got about 20 uh, of each of them left. But yeah, if you want to send us a message on Facebook or something, if you want to get older one, yeah, by all means. You talked about the covers, and there's also a cover of the Beach Boys Surf's Up on this, on CD1. Yeah. The song has some melancholy elements, the original, but I think you really played it up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, I think it's one of the finest songs ever written, Surf's Up. I think it's a beautiful song. I recorded it just myself. Uh, I wanted to see if I could get all the cards down because, you know, the, it's uh, originally played on a piano and there's a lot of unusual shapes mm-hmm. and inversions and, you know, a lot of different notes in the bass that are difficult to play on guitar. Uh, so I just, I just tried... Um, uh, getting the it's the it's really basic how I recorded it. I just plugged guitar into the mixing desk and and just played the chords along to it. It was just a challenge for myself really and then I put the uh, lyrics over it and I thought it sounded quite nice. But I didn't know what to do with it up until the opportunity came along to put these compilations together. So I thought well I'll I'll include that. Well thank you anyway, cheers. That's great. Here's Steven's cover of The Beach Boys Surfs Up from The Crazies. A diamond necklace played upon And an handsome drummed along Oh, to a handsome man and baton 
song dissolved in the dawn The music all across me bound The music all is lost for now To a muted trumpet is sworn Culminated ruins to the town and brush the backdrop Are you sleeping Brother John Dove nested towers The hours will strike such a prolific songwriter and you've mentioned that you really enjoy the songwriting process and practicing yet on cd2 there's a song called no songs left can you talk a little bit about that song yeah it's it probably just a, a time when uh, i was just feeling a bit sorry for myself <laughs> but uh, no um, i think the lyrics of it I, i've got no songs left that i can show you i think um uh, seeing um, Mike's partner at the time and I always used to try and play a new song for her and that kind of thing and 
I, w- I was running out of ideas and I, I was just trying to uh, uh, piece a song together and it just seemed like a fitting opening line. Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's not as uh, simple as that, really, but it's. Uh, I just don't think I was just feeling very good when I wrote it. But, um, yeah, it's come out okay. Also, one of the songs that caught my eye on that album was Waiting for a Quantum Leap box set to arrive. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have a little story about Quantum Leap that you want to share? Uh, it's as basic as the title suggests. Um, that song's on the uh, second album, Sickly. So that that's like uh, just an example of what's on that album. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, uh, I used to watch uh, Quantum Leap when I was a kid, and uh, when I saw that there was a box set available, I got stupidly excited about it. So I woke up that early one morning waiting for the postman to arrive, and then I uh, just got a bit manic and started thrashing out on an acoustic guitar about waiting for it, So uh, and then recorded it before he came. On the actual recording, unedited recording, you can actually hear him come and deliver the box set as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really loved that show when I was a kid too, so that it really caught my eye. Oh, really? Yeah. Brilliant. I was mentioning that the critical response has been really favorable, and you talked about how you're a big fan of Psych. You're on the latest sampler from the Active Listener, and you were reviewed by the Active Listener, which is how I came across you. Was that exciting for you? Yeah, it was great. Like the guys from Fruit and sent me a list of people to send the CD to. And I hadn't heard of the Active Listener, but as soon as he reviewed me, um, I suddenly started getting a lot of attention with the album. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, being on part of the compilation is great as well. No, I think it's brilliant. He, he was really, really nice as well, you know. He wrote a great review for me and so, sold me a good few CDs off that review, actually. So, thank Excellent. you. So you talked about one show that you have that's upcoming, which will be kind of your debut as ZX Plus. Are you planning on any others after that, or is it just kind of time will tell? Yeah, just the idea behind the, the project is to write and record songs. It always has been, you know, maybe if, if I get asked to do another one, or I don't know. Uh, this is kind of a, it's a bit of an experiment, really, to see what happens, I think. As I say, you know, it's, I, I love I love the idea of creating music. I, I went to see uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash actually in, um, in Manchester the other week, and uh, Dave Crosby said um, new songs are signs of life, and I think I think that's kind of how I feel about it as well. You know, like creating something, you've made something new, you've done something really positive with your day by, you know, you've I don't know that will be there forever kind of thing, and I like the idea of that, and just it can be about I don't know, like anything really. I'm not trying to be, you know, a poet or anything. I just like writing and, you know, giving my opinion a little bit. I don't know. Certainly the Manchester scene, and you're from Manchester, is world-renowned. There's lots of different sounds that have come out, particularly the 70s and 80s and 90s were really influential worldwide. And definitely there are sounds in your music that refer to some of those bands. The comparisons have also been made by critics. What about the the contemporary scene for those of us who are not in Manchester? What is the scene in Manchester like now? To be honest, I'm a little bit out of the loop with it at the minute, but there seems to be a bit of a grunge thing going on, like an underground grunge thing. There's always going to be the people that want to be Liam Gallagher and you know pretend they're in Oasis, uh, which gets very tiring because every other band's like that. There's, there isn't much of that kind of 
you know, that baggy sound going on from the 90s. Um, those bands are still popping up every now and again and reforming and whatnot and doing all, or doing new projects. But I don't know, really. There's a bit of a thing going on with messy sounding music and, you know, people are, like, not, not a punk thing as such, but, like, you know, they're trying to go against the grain a little bit with... Um, production, virtuosic playing and all that kind of stuff. They, they sort of re- seem to be rebelling against that kind of stuff, which is, is a little bit exciting, but I've not heard enough of it, really. It's like a psychedelic influence as well. But, yeah, there's nothing that's really grabbed my attention. There was, like, there was about six months of, you know, like an 80s resurgence, female singers. Um, that seems to have died the death now. Yeah, so it's always changing. Uh, but the, the, the main staple is the Oasis coffees. Uh, they'll always be there. Definitely. <laughs> In addition to your band endeavors, you and some friends have a record label, Play and Record Records, yeah. and they release Don't Drink the Water. Can you tell us a bit about the label, the concept, and its history? Yeah, um, it started, me and my friend, um, the guitarist out at the Planets, Mike, uh, we just... We were both studying sound engineering and we thought, oh, we'll do a record label. And playing record records was the name that uh, we agreed on, but it never happened. So when I released the record sickly a couple of years ago, I designed a logo for it and everything and just thought I'd use that because I quite liked it at the time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, so I continued it. At the time, it was just to put something on the actual LT, you know, just to sort of make it look a bit more pro, but... I continue to use it for the ZX Plus stuff, and now some people enjoyed the kind of production and recording techniques I've done, and the best to record with me. And I've, I've got um, I've got a few few different things coming out. There was a band in the late '70s called The Membranes, who's still going now, actually. Reformed, I think. Um, got an album out called Dark Matter, and the singer's called John Rob. And uh, so I recorded some uh, hardcore punk songs and uh, got John to sing on them. So that's going to be released uh, on cassette. Only 50 copies of that, and the rest digital downloads. Uh, that's a three-track thing. And that's sounding great, actually. It's really, really good. I'm still yet to mix the third track. Uh, I've also been recording with the band I'm in. Um, it's uh, me. There's uh, Owen Clifford, out of, who, who was interested well with. Um, Lee Broadbent, who's in a band called Brahma Locker. Uh, Joe Martin, he's uh, like a poet, but like um, John Cooper Clark. And we've just got a new drummer as well called Asa. But yeah, I've been recording them. They're sounding really, really good. You know, it's just different it's kind of like i don't know how you describe it it's kind of like surf surf rock but dirty and horrible and a bit punky and i don't know it's good i really like it sounds interesting yeah what are you calling yourselves uh currently or do you have a name yeah we we do but uh i don't know if it's going to stick we're called cabbage at the minute <laughs> okay yeah but uh it's, it's sounding good though it sounds very good excellent so those are some future releases for the label? Definitely. There's a few people who are. Uh, I'm going to be recording Joe Martin's album as well. He's got some great songs. That's so great. So it's all looking good. So before we go, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today on Red Moon Radio. Thank you. Can you also remind the listeners, tell the listeners where they can find you and ZX Plus, play and record records where they might find you online or elsewhere? Yeah. Well, I'm on Facebook and Twitter with the ZX Plus and playing record records. I think the ZX Plus on Facebook is slash Z-E-D-E-X-P-L-U-S. And then I think it's possible to say on Twitter. If not, it'd be 
uh, ZX and then Plus spelt out on Twitter. Playing with hard records. Yeah, you can you can find them through there anyway. If you want to go to Play Record Records, it's just slash Play on Record Records uh, on Facebook. And then there's obviously Bandcamp and type into Google uh, ZX Plus, the crazies that will come up in the Bandcamp. Great. I'll definitely put up links to you and to the band and the Bandcamp site on the podcast page as well. Oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Stephen, it's been really great having you as a guest on the show, and I just want to thank you again so much for taking the time to be with us today. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks very much. I wish you continued success with Don't Drink the Water and uh, your your live show coming up and Cabbage and playing record records and everything else. And I hope that you'll come back when Cabbage releases something and come back on the show with us. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, th- thanks for having me on your show anyway. It's, it's been very good. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks so much to Stephen Evans of ZX Plus for joining us this week. I'm really enjoying the album, and I know that you will be too. Let's check out a couple more songs from his album Don't Drink the Water, including Mud and Rubble, Up and Down the Stairs, and the title track that ends the album.
Well, that about wraps it up for another episode of Red Moon Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in, and don't forget to tune in next week with our very special guest, Betrayers. To end the show tonight, here's two tracks from Steven that aren't on anything else. Waking up in an old white rover car and the past that we once knew. Thanks again to Steven for sending those along, and thank you for listening.